Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. We are on episode 39, and this week we are going to be talking about one of my favorite forms of protecting your intellectual property, trademarks. In this episode, I'm going to cover what exactly trademarks are, what they cover, and how you as a business owner can use them to protect yourself and your business. And if you're sitting there thinking, ah, Paige, I don't even know what a trademark is, don't worry, my friend, I'm going to go over it. Does that sound good to you? Alrighty, let's get into this, Legal Pagers. You're listening to the Legal Page Podcast, where we chat about life and business with a legal twist. I'm Paige, attorney and photographer helping online businesses and creatives tackle their business dreams without breaking out in hives. No more legal mumbo jumbo. This podcast features simple bite-sized advice that'll have you legally legit in no time. Are you ready? Let's get started. As a reminder, before we get into this episode, I am legally obligated to give my disclaimer. So I am an attorney, but I am not your attorney. All legal information I talk about on this episode is intended for the masses and a large variety of different businesses. I am only your attorney when you hire me and we sign an engagement letter for me to work specifically on your legal issues. Please feel free to seek out another attorney in your hometown if you need specific legal advice or contact me for more information. Alrighty, here's the episode, friends. Hey there, everyone. So this episode is all about trademarks. In today's episode, we're going to cover the following. What a trademark is and what it covers. When do you trademark or register your trademark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office or your state government? How and where do you file a trademark? And of course, when to get an attorney's help and how I can help you. So to get started, I of course want you guys to know that I am a trademark attorney. So I file trademarks for my actual one-on-one clients quite often. I would say at least every week, if not every other week. And the question that I get asked the most is what exactly does having something trademarked mean? So there's two big areas of intellectual property law. And remember that's owning like online assets, intellectual, which is intangible property for your business or for your person and yourself. So the two big types are copyright law and trademark law. There is, of course, patent law and trade secret law that goes into intellectual property law. But most of you listening in really only need to worry about copyright law and trademark law. Intellectual property law as a whole covers your legal rights to protect all of those intangible forms of property, such as artistic works, designs, photographs, copy, graphic designs, you name it. Now, the difference is really important here because I get emails all the time where people are like, hey, Paige, I need to copyright this. But what they actually mean is they need to trademark it. So a copyright is a protection on an original work of authorship, which includes literary works, dramatic works, musical works, and artistic works, such as photography, movies, songs, computer software, architecture, etc. Graphic design is also included in that. And then trademarks and service marks 
protect words, phrases, symbols, and or designs that identify and distinguish the source of the goods or services of one party from those of another. So I like to think of them as service identifiers. A copyright, like uh, what you own regarding the photograph that you post on your website, is different than your brand name that relates to, of course, say the legal page is referring to the service identifier of how I provide services to other people. So lots of people are starting to learn what the legal page does, that I offer podcasts and legal educational resources and blogs and groups and online education offerings, you name it. And that is all within the TLP brand, which is why I was able to trademark my brand name because it was like distinguishing me as a service provider. So again, really the difference is, is you own the copyright to your photographs, to your text, to your artistry. Whenever you fix it in a tangible medium, remember ideas are not copyrightable, but trademarks are service identifiers, which is technically your logo or your brand name. So the difference between a trademark and a service mark is important because it all has to do with identifying either a good or a service. So a trademark is a mark regarding a specific type of tangible good. And a service mark, it's also called just a trademark and all nomenclature for all of you out there. Lots of people interchange these, but a service mark is what you would actually be filing with your state government or the United States Patent and Trademark Office. So trademark rights come from actual use of your brand name or your service name. And you have to continually use your name in commerce for it to be able to be trademarked. And you have to show this to the USPTO when you want to register your trademark. And from here on out, we're no longer talking talking about copyrights, you guys. We are only talking about trademarks and service marks. So that's really important. We're just talking about you as a like, service and source identifier. So the important thing that you want to know regarding basics of trademarks as well is that they don't expire after a set term of years. However, you do have to keep up with regular filings to maintain your mark. So when you file your mark with the USPTO, you submit an application. It usually takes a while, anywhere from like six to 12 to 18 months to actually get it registered. If it is even a registrable mark, which we're going to get into. Um, but if you do get granted the right to have it registered and it's officially registered through the USPTO after say 12 to 18 months, then you have to um, continually use it for the next five years in, of course, into an indefinite perpetuity for it to continue to be registered. And then after five years, you have to file what's called a Section 8 trademark declaration. And you just tell the USPTO uh, that your trademark is has been in continuous use for the past five years. I have seen this issue come up a bunch where My clients have filed a trademark on their own, but then they fail to file their Section 8 filings and they will lose, ultimately lose their registration. Then you have to completely refile. So just remember that trademark registration doesn't expire, but you can 
lose your actual registration of your mark if you don't keep up with the filings that are required by the USPTO. So you just have to file that proper paperwork and pay those fees every five years or so. And then the one other thing I want to say is federal registration of a mark is not mandatory. While it has several advantages, and for most of you tuning in here, it's important to register federally because in our online e-commerce world, we are servicing and providing things, goods, digital goods to clients in all various states. And you're having users on your website and you're promoting your brand name on social media where anyone from any state in the United States could come and find your brand name. And so that being said, it's always important to think about federal registration. It's really important to have federal registration so that you can give notice to the public of your claim of ownership of the service mark or trademark. There's a legal presumption that you own the mark nationwide. So you don't have to prove that the mark is um, yours and it relates to your actual business. When you register it and it becomes official through the USPTO, there's that legal presumption already in place. You don't have to prove that. Like I said, there's common law rights under the Lanham Act, uh, and we're not going to get into that because that's a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo. And you guys know that I'm not about talking and getting way in one ear and out the other way over your head. We're not going to do that. But you, of course, have some common law rights, which means you just have some basic rights of your service mark or trademark. But federal registration, like I said, while it's not mandatory, it just has several advantages that you need to be aware of. Licensing, if you own the mark, you can license the right to use the mark to other people and there's a monetary gain there. And then you have, of course, the exclusive right to use it in connection with your goods or services listed in the registration. So that's kind of a general overview of what a trademark is, why it's important, and how it is different from a copyright. Okay, so next we're getting into when you should trademark your brand name. And people are like, when should I do this, Paige? The, the answer is I don't really have a straightforward like answer for you because you should trademark your business name or your brand name or your motto or your logo at any time that you feel your brand name has found itself to have a lot of notoriety and clout within your industry. And also, if you just don't want people, other people to use your brand name. So when other like customers or clients or just people out in your world, um, potential clients, ideal clients, when people start to associate your brand name with a certain product or service, that's when you want to trademark your name. And I will just be very honest with you here. Lots of businesses have education and knowledge on trademarks and they trademark their name and service, you know, across the board when they go into business. So even before they, you know, they're anticipating that there potentially could be notoriety and clout attached to their name and they file their trademark registration as soon as possible. So if you have any type of unique name that you don't want someone else using or you've gained notoriety and clout, now is the time to think about trademark registration. So like I said, there's no real good answer here. It's really whenever you feel trademarking is going to be beneficial to you and your business. The most important thing is if you want 
goodwill associated with your brand name only and your business only and other people to not use that business name to their own benefit, you want to think about registration. And it's important to do it sooner rather than later because the date you file the application with the USPTO is super, super important. That puts the public on notice that you intend to own this trademark or service mark. So the next thing we're talking about is how and where do you file a trademark? So filing a trademark with the USPTO is tricky business, which is why hiring an attorney like me comes into play. Because filing a trademark is essentially a legal proceeding. You have to comply with all of the applicable USPTO laws and rules and regulations regarding ensuring that you have submitted a proper application. So you can do this on your own. And I understand the need um, to do this efficiently and inexpensively. And you can file a USPTO registration on your own. You can just go to the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Just Google that for yourself for a little bit. Go to the trademark section of their website and kind of do some overviews. They have great video content on within the trademark office that really shows users how they can do it on their own. And what I will say is that probably about a minute or two into those videos, you're probably going to be a little bit confused because they do have a lot of legal terms in there, why it's important for you to register for, you know, and ensure that XYZ on your application is thorough and complete. And at that point, that's when you want to reach out to someone that is a certified trademark attorney and has filed trademarks through the USPTO and has worked with examining attorneys on trademark applications often because they know what to expect and how to best present your application to an examining attorney. An overview of the filing, though, I want to give you kind of some monetary amounts here that you need to keep in consideration. So a TEAS, they're all called TEAS applications, a plus is $225 through the federal government, the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And then an RF application is $275. Honestly, you're looking anywhere as a filing fee from $225 to $275. The difference is $225, you don't really get to write in your own description of your goods and services that your trademark relates to. The 225 application, you have to just choose from a list of goods or services and the description of those goods or services that the USPTO offers. An RF application allows you to just choose an international class. Of course, all of trade, all of the trademarks in the USPTO are classified according to, um, you know, over 45 different international classes and then you can specify and get very specific with the types of goods and or services that you offer within that description. The most important thing is you don't want your description to be broad and indefinite. That is a reason for an application to not go through and to get a response or office action from a USPTO examining attorney. And again, when these things happen, you're going to end up having to hire an attorney anyway, because it's really hard for a lay person to be able to respond to that, those type of office actions. So you have to know if you're going to file the T 
TAS plus or RF application. I just don't file the regular application, the one through the mail. It's tedious. It's not worth the extra time and money. I'm just going to move on from that. Just don't file those. Uh, and then you have to know your inter- international class. You can just look those up online. So is it a good or is it a service that you're providing? Most of you with your brand name are providing some type of service if you're tuning in. But if you do have a tangible product, you might be filing a goods mark and a service mark. You can file in multiple international classes, but of course, all of those classes will have its own filing fee. So if you want to file in three different classes, you're going to pay probably $275 per class. Lots of my clients just like to file in one or two classes to begin with. And then, of course, you can either add on a class if the examining attorney suggests that you do so or they make you do so, and then you have to file another fee um, or you can file it again at a later date in a couple of years in the future if you add on more products or services to your business. So you have to know that international class. You have to know the correct description of that class. You can either choose, which is the 225 plus application, or like I said, you're going to write it out. And I suggest you write it out. There's a lot of benefits to doing so. You're a lot more descriptive and specific about your brand and your business and how you are using the mark in commerce. And then again, you need to ensure that your specimen or evidence that you are submitting regarding your mark meets USPTO standards. So you have to submit very specific clips or JPEG images. um, And I like to submit them in a PDF document to the USPTO. And so I gather very, very important specimens from my client's business, how you're utilizing that mark in commerce. Are you sending it through emails? Do you have a logo? Do you have advertising and marketing? Do you have a website that uses this? All of those are clips that you submit and you want to make sure that that specimen meets USPTO standards, like I said. And you can look at this on the website as well, but that's usually you guys when an attorney comes into play. So the last thing I want to talk about is why it's important to use an attorney. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about is why I have lots of clients in positions where you probably are, where you're like, okay, it is important to me that my brand name and my logo or whatever is mine and no one else's. And so you want to, of course, be harnessed with knowledge regarding the trademark application process and your options for filing. And so when my clients come to me, I always tell them there are five options. You can file on your own. You can file with a company like LegalZoom, but there's of course issues with that because then they're going to charge you an arm and a leg when something happens to your trademark application, then you actually have to hire an attorney. You can hire myself. You can hire another trademark attorney to file and prosecute on your behalf. And usually those are at a flat fee rate. And then they get all of the communications from the USPTO. You don't have to worry about the thing. They will monitor your application. They will update you on progress or things that need to happen with your application. It's awesome to get an attorney, which is why I highly recommend it. Like I said, when you file with LegalZoom, you're probably going to end up getting an attorney anyway because you're going to have to respond to something. It's not often that a mark registration would just go through the USPTO with no problem. And then, like I said, you can still file on your own. So those are all things that you can do to ensure that you get a federal trademark registration. But there's two more things that are options for you. The first 
is file a state registration and save up for federal registration because oftentimes it's a lot less expensive for you to file in your state. But like I said, that only covers the use of your mark or your service brand name in your actual state. And a lot of us are disseminating our brand name and our goodwill across the country, which is why it's important to mainly look at federal registration. But that's still an option. And I tell my clients, if you don't have enough money for federal trademark registration or you need to save within your budget to do so and hire someone professional to do it for you, like a trademark attorney, then I would say just file in your state to begin with. Or say you're a photographer or a nutritionist or dietitianist and you're or dietitian, excuse me, and you um, are only in, say, California, and like 95% of your clients are in California, then that is when you should just file you know, start with the state registration. That's a good place to start. Good first stepping stone. We're not going to climb the whole ladder. We're just going to get up those first few pegs and then we're going to look at federal registration. And the fifth thing is don't register. You can just simply use your mark in commerce and receive some benefits from the Lanham Act, but there's not all of the benefits of trademark registration like I talked about. So when you hire an actual trademark attorney, there are so many benefits to doing so. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. You can go hire another trademark attorney. We're all really good at what we do. And I would never discount other trademark attorneys and their expertise and knowledge in this specific legal arena. But trademark attorneys are going to have the ability to do a comprehensive search of federal registrations, state registrations, and common law unregistered marks because trademark protection is based on use, not registration. So it is a must to do a search, not only with the USPTO and the test system that they have on the USPTO website, but also to conduct a thorough search throughout the internet and other means of the proposed mark that you want to file. So when you hire an attorney, they're first going to do the search process before they even jump into the registration process. And you probably won't do that on your own. You're going to like look up Google, look up Instagram, look up Facebook and like see if the domain has been taken. And then maybe if you know how to use the USPTO website, you'll do like a very, very basic search on the USPTO of other marks. But it's not just that. And your attorney is going to be able to analyze all of that search information and decide if there's any other marks that are confusingly similar. And that is a really squishy standard because confusingly similar means that you could, a mark could be similar to one examining attorney in maybe is somewhat similar, but not enough similar to some other mark that it's not entirely unregisterable. Again, this is a lot of legal mumbo jumbo. And like I said, as the legal page, I don't like you guys to get bogged down in this. So if you're here and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a lot to handle on my own. This is when you should not file anything on your own or file with some online company like LegalZoom who aren't going to work with you one-on-one and really give you the proper handholding that you need through federal registration. So ultimately, when you hire an attorney, it's going to save you lots of time and money and energy in the end because they know what they're doing. They've done it a bunch. They specialize in trademark law 
and they will make sure that your federal registration is done the right way and the legal way. So if you are interested and you have a very specific brand name, logo, you're generating a bunch of goodwill, people are associating your name with a particular service or things that you are putting out there into the world this past year or two years, I suggest that we hop on a call. I do complimentary consultation calls with any of my trademark prospective clients. So you can contact me via email. That's all through my team at support at thelegalpage.com. They will get you on my calendar and we will find a mutually good time to chit chat about your trademark needs. And I'll let you know kind of what the next step in the process looks like. You can visit my website for more information regarding trademark registration. That's at thelegalpage.com. You will, uh, of course, also be able to jump into the Legal Page community if you want more information about trademarking. Just go into Facebook and type in the Legal Page community and you can get into our private Facebook group where you can ask more questions. Or if you just want a little bit more information, I'm active on Instagram all the time. So just go to at the legal page, P-A-I-G-E. Of course, it's my name, play on words. And we can chit chat about what your best next steps are going to be for trademark registration. I hope that was incredibly beneficial to you all to get more information relating to trademarks, what it is, how it's helpful, and why you should reach out to an attorney if you're in a good place to look into trademark registration. I'd like to thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. As always, we will have show notes on the blog, which is just thelegalpage.com, and you can go to the podcast link there, and we will link to everything that I talked about in this episode and very specific things that will be helpful to you to utilize more resources and tips and tricks from me and my team. And again, I will see you all next week as we uh, talk about other legal topics here on the Legal Page Podcast. Chat then, friends. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. See, I told you being legally legit isn't so scary. Be sure to visit thelegalpage.com for all show notes. And it would be super awesome if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review. Last but not least, don't forget to join my free Facebook group for unlimited legal and biz Q&A. Chat soon, Legal Pagers. Legal Pagers.